Well, it's that time again. Uh, this is episode 41 of the Malt Travail podcast. Uh, a week ago, we were all three of us sat in the Fox in York uh, having some uh, nice beers at part of their, their Bank Holiday Beer Festival. So I can't say whether the week's gone quick or not. It doesn't feel like a week. Well, it feels a long week we've had. So let me turn the music off. And good evening, <coughs> gentlemen. Good evening. Good stuff. I've just, been, I've just got back from Manchester. I've had a fairly beer-free day, although I did manage a pint of Madry, the wonderful Madry. Um, oh, we've been playing, um, whatever the word is, uh, electronic cricket uh, in the Corn Exchange. A lovely building um, and quite a strange uh, setup, really. Anyway, well, maybe I, well, we'll leave that for another podcast. So, uh, so I say, yeah, a week ago we were uh, in York. I met Bruce and, and uh, his daughter and we had a little bit of a troll around a very hot, it's a sunny afternoon, wasn't it, in York well, last Sunday? Well, it? Uh, Nick was working, so we met up at the Fox, and they were having a uh, beer festival over the bank all the weekend. It was very busy. Um, I'll set up in the a big the big beer garden, uh, and we had a few beers, and then we went back to Bruce for a very nice chilly. Uh, oh. uh, yes, very nice, very nice indeed. So, gents, the plan this evening is back in episode fourteen, which was probably right in the middle of lockdown, and uh, we did a virtual. Uh, pub crawl around Sheffield and I think Nick it was mainly you and Bruce that uh, put that one together because you'd been not that long ago I don't think probably sometime in 2019 2018 you'd been uh, obviously before lockdown so I'm going to compare um, because we we actually went and did the real thing unfortunately Bruce couldn't make us because it was a, a weekday and Bruce was at work or just back from holidays um, but Nick had a, a day off in the week so we, we met up um, a couple of Mondays ago um, stayed overnight and we had a, a very good session we did so we're going to talk you through um, that 13 pint I think Nicholas actually managed 14 because he had one before me at the uh, Doncaster Tap which we'll talk about in a minute so yeah so that's the plan today and we've called it searching for stones because again part well not not the reason for the trip but one little added thing to it was that um Stones Bitter, which Sheffield was very famous for, the William Stones Brewery, um, has recently been um, re revitalised, reintroduced by the True North Brewery. Uh, they managed to get hold of the Stones recipe. And I understand actually the Stones yeast as well. So we did we, we did manage to track down a pint of Stones, although... I think well, who was got the yeast for all those years then when it was like no brewery? Well, this, I don't know if you know, there's the National there's the National Yeast Bank, apparently, a very, a very building. Yeah. I think it's somewhere down, I think it's near Milton Keynes, Central Hemp, something like that. And they actually keep, that's what they do to, to ensure that, um, yeah, because biocals yeast is really important for lots of different things. Oh, yeah, but yeah. there is a National Yeast Bank. Um, and yeah, you, what you do is you, uh, breweries put their yeast there. Um, and that, is a, I guess it's like a laboratory. They keep the yeast alive and they keep regenerating them. Uh, them. Them liberation people, Bruce, you keep threatening with yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> release the yeast, release the yeast. Release the yeast. So, yeah. beery highlights. So, as I said, we were in the Fox last week at their summer bank holiday beer festival. Um, although I did, I did, um, I think in the end, we actually found the beers inside were slightly, slightly better um, range yeah. than the beers that they had out in the outdoor um, thing there. Well, they were virtually all out the Osset stable anyway, weren't they? But that's Mo mainly, nothing, yeah, yeah. That's nothing to, to moan about because they've got a good range on, and it's it's a cracking pub. Recommend it to anybody. So that was and a good got, session. They've got the capacity as well. You know, on a on a dry day, they've got a huge, great big beer guy, which Matt, uh, Bruce has mentioned before. And then within the pub, they've got at least how many rooms, Bruce? About four yeah, or five. One, two, three, four, five. Yes, five. Now. Yeah, yeah, we got in the nice little room, didn't we, behind the bar? Yeah, we got in the nice little room behind the bar. We pretty much filled it with our our family. It was quite nice. 
I think, Nick, I know we've, we've come up to this, but again, just because it's a new one for me, um, on your trip, on your um, journey to Sheffield, you, you changed strength at Doncaster. And By Doncaster, yeah. Fairly new, isn't it? It's just 2017 there, so again, probably why I haven't been in there. There is now a, uh, it's not actually called, it's called a draftsman, isn't it? It's not mm. It's not actually a tap per se. No, that's, that's, that's what confused me, because I, I googled Doncaster tap, and it came up in the middle of the city, and I thought, well, I've only got 20 minutes. Came in on platform 3A. All the electronic timetables uh, boards were down on that side of the station. So I had to jump on my phone looking for a, a, a train heading to Sheffield. Found out that it was actually on platform 3. So obviously I was like, what, 10, 20 yards away. Yeah. And as I walked down the platform to platform 3, looked to me right and saw this little spot. And in mm. fact... Probably got more room outside than they have inside because literally yeah. it is the size of size of a living room. Yeah. Uh, but he had he had three 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 cask beers on. He had uh, quite a selection of craft beers as well. I think I think he was he was promoting twelve beers in total. So I thought, wonderful! I've got fifteen minutes to wait for my train now. It's coming in on platform three. I can literally sit here and wait for the train, the northern uh, northern rail train, to come in. Uh, spot it in the distance and I can sup up and jump on. So that's what I did. Um, and yeah, I had a pint of Here Comes the Wave, which at five past 11 on a Monday morning at <laughs> 4.7, uh, probably not the best of starts to have, but it was a pleasant beer. And Ooh. as I say, yeah, anybody passing through Doncaster Station, get yourself in there. Yeah, that's new. And, and that's Chin Chin Brewing Co., which I've not come across that cross end before. So maybe I need to look them up. Yeah, so the, what I've, got, I've just got on the screen here for those on YouTube, the Watt Pub. Uh, description so located on platform 3b at Doncaster Station, a newish venture opened in 2017. Uh, one man project, camera member Russell Thompson did all the work and now runs it himself. Uh, again, like many other of these Victorian stations, this was the former Victorian buffet bar. It stood empty for 18 years, um, and again, great that it's been revitalized as well. Um, and real ales are changed regularly, also, some regional brewers and micros, locally made pies, spaghetti, Yorkshire crisps tea and coffee available so yeah definitely worth uh, uh knowing down it's a nice little spot there as well um so the best place to go for drinking Doncaster that isn't it yeah so I was up in Yorkshire last weekend so uh again managed to get a few uh, a few drinks on Saturday night with Nick we went to the uh Triton uh in Sledmere which is a very nice kind of village pub and uh we had quite a few pints there Nick on Wall Top didn't we uh, I think you had a landlord as well um, and the Wall Top bit was very nice and say, so met up with Bruce. So, again, it, we're only a fairly mini tour, didn't we, Bruce? We started, yeah. I met Bruce in the Phoenix, um, which was quite quiet, actually, for a Sunday afternoon, because the pubs that already kind of walked past were pretty full. But I've got to say, I had, well, I started on um, that uh, South uh, Saltair, South Island Pale. I know, Bruce, you had that, and that was on stunning yeah. form, wasn't it? it? Was delicious, absolutely delicious, yeah. And although I say it was quiet, there was a bit of a queue at the bar when I got in there, and the guys in front of me were just ordering four, five pints of Landlord, and he just had to go and change the barrel. And when he started pouring the new barrel of Landlord, it just looked like. So, uh, so I think, Bruce, you actually bought me a pint of Landlord in there. And I've got to say, it was probably the best one I've had for, for many a year. Uh, we also, Bruce also dragged me into Valhalla, Nick, um, which was an experience that was quite busy actually. We ended up on stairs. Yeah. Um, although Bruce drank Budweiser in there, I, I think was it Budweiser or Budweiser you drank in there? Bruce? Yeah, nothing about two or three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did actually stay with the Valhalla Pale, which is actually quite nice actually. Um, I've got them coming up in a minute. Uh, and then again, went to the Crystal Palace, uh, the Sam Smith pub 
uh, on the uh, on the way back to Wasbrooks. In fact, I've just been past. Um, have you ever been in the Oyster Bar in uh, Manchester? Oh, never been to Oyster Bar yet. Yeah, because where we were, the Carl Exchange, it's right on the corner. It's very big, um, apart, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it looks and quite nice. Actually actually. Sell oysters. You can buy individual oysters. <laughs> yeah, uh, no cast beer though at the moment. Apparently, it's all keg, but uh, mm. obviously very cheap prices. Mm. But obviously, with football on, it was quite busy with lots of football yeah, fans. Yeah. I'm getting a cheap pint, but when the Crystal Palace. Um, there was a there was an Irish GAA team in there, wasn't it? Bruce all drinking, <laughs> really? Yeah. So again, must admit, I sat on Taddy Lie. It was quite warm, and I know we've had a few talks before about um, old BB Bitter, but uh, Bruce said, "Well, it's been on good form and everything's insane." So again, I think I second second round I went in and we had one. I've got to say, it was it was really really nice. It was a bit like that landlord. It was yeah. creamy. It was didn't have quite that sulfur kick you sometimes get. The, you know the wood bit. So feel very nice. So yeah, that was uh, maybe maybe you were just enjoying Yorkshire beer, mate. Maybe maybe I got the tasting. Maybe got the tasting. So going, going was... back to going back to the oyster bar when me and Jackie went in there. Obviously, they've got a large outdoor uh, drinking area, yeah, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. And they had their bouncers, but this was during the day. They had their security guys on the actual little gate opening, and even before we got near the pub. First thing he said to me is, oh, it's cash only, mate, in there. Yeah. I says, don't worry. <laughs> I says, we know all about Sam Smith. Yeah, yeah. I says, we know it's cash only. So, yeah, yeah, we went in there. It's it's one of those, once again, we went upstairs. You basically walk around. You can play hide and seek in there for 10, 10 20 minutes. It's, uh, yeah, it's worth going in. And then there's yeah. one Nicholson's pub next door as well. That's right. That's right. Nicholson pub, yeah, just a bit lower down. Yeah. So, huge yeah. expanse uh, yeah. covered by two pubs. And I did. We did go through the Andale Market as well, and the little micro bar there still doing really well, actually. Um, which I know oh, me and Nick discovered uh, a few years ago. It's a bit of a hidden gem, isn't it? You go right at the back of Andale Market, and there is a little micro bar there. Um, again, I was interested. In the fish, the fishmongers were all open today. This market's not open on Sunday, is it? But uh, the no. Andale was, and even all the fish mongers, fishmongers were all open with all the because that's where the bar is. That's the only problem with it. It's, it's a little bit fishy at times because yeah. you're just literally downwind from where all the, the fish stalls are. But uh, very interesting. So, a quick bit of beer news. Um, uh, I don't need to seen across this. I know we'll probably get on in a minute to kind of thinking about um pubs and um, you know, their, their potential decline with the energy costs. I know we talked about it in the last few podcasts, I just sort of throw this up. We've talked about some of these self-serve machines before. Wow. Um, I know we, I think I showed you one at the race course. And I think this was at, uh, this is, I think this might've been at Tottenham um, Hotspur Stadium. Somebody posted this. This yeah, is yeah. a Strongbow machine now, 750 a pint. You probably can't see it on there. Yeah, one of these yeah. that you serve yourself. But there is now in uh, Elephant Castle uh, in London, there's a whole self-serve bar that's just opened. Uh, yeah. The Crown and Anchor. Um, and this looks like a normal pub, but when you go in there, the whole of the keg lineup is self-serve. So apparently you, you, you're going to, you, you no pints, just two thirds. Um, and there's something like two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 16 beer, beers lines that are on. Uh, oh. And again, you take your credit card or your app, you go up, you flash your thing uh, and you pour yourself your own beer. So that, you know, <laughs> that'll be the pubs of the future. Why you just self-serve yourself? So interesting, really. Well, you're uh, talking about seven fifty a pint. I'm afraid to say, guys, that I paid four pounds seventy for a pint in Malton last night. Yeah. Went went in the stew of oyster. Uh, they've replaced the white rat with salt tweed, which I think. Yeah, that's that we, we? we were out and about, Mike. Yeah, but we didn't have it in Malton, though, did we? No, Where we, did we it have in, it. Uh, it was in the Fox. I had it in the Fox last week. It was one of the yeah. ones the one they had on so, there. Yeah. I don't know how much they were charging the Fox, but as I right, say, when she asked. 
when she asked me £4.70, I said, how much? I said, it's only a 4% beer. Oh, she says, but it seems to have been quite popular. So I bent her ear again about camera discount. And she said, oh, yeah, a lot of people have been asking about it. I said, well, they need to do something about it then. Because yeah. £4.70 a pint, I'm not coming in here again, no chance. Well, you will like this store in the, in the Independent then, Nick, which is suggesting it's going to be £14 a pint. Well, um, a pub mm. down in Somerset is saying that they've just had their bill, £72,000 energy bill. And unless you charge £14 a pint, there's no chance of survival. So, again, that's, mm. uh, that's the font now. Um, that pub's shutting because of that. So, uh, yeah, watch this space, really. Yeah, and then... This could sort of totally change the face of the country, couldn't it? Not just pubs, but things like, you know, gyms, golf clubs, all sorts of things could go under, couldn't they, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I certainly think, I think opening hours, they've got to look at that. I think, you know, pubs won't be open seven days a week anymore till 11, 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. Um, I think certainly they'll be reducing their opening hours because at the end of the day, yeah, the electricity is an expense, but staff, staff has always been one of the biggest expenses. And you've got a member of staff stood there between sort of 10, 11 o'clock and a night, and literally you've got two people in there, then mm. definitely it's just not viable. Uh, so I say, it's and Oyster last night. By the time it got to about half past eight, I think there was five of us left in there. Uh, and, you know, at that point, you need to be saying, right, that's it, let's cut our losses, get the staff home, turn all the power off, you know, you save yourself 20, 30, 40 quid a night like. Well, yeah. in, in your podcast, and I was reading the blog about your Sheffield trip, and like you were saying, Monday afternoon, some of those pubs, three, four people. It's it was amazing. Some, I was amazing. They were still open to those with you. I mean, I, I, I guess some of them are kind of student. You know, they get ready for students. I've got to say, my two locals on Friday were quite busy, but I left one, but it got too busy, uh, which is normally quite quiet. And it's, and what they were saying was, they said we just can't plan. You know, you never know. Yeah. Said, you know, I've been there a couple of weeks, and there's been just me and one of the guy in there on a Friday at five o'clock. Whereas this Friday, there was about 30 people crammed in the little uh, hot water cellar and Mellars kicks over. Um, again, in we mentioned Sam's already today, but I know Bruce has been keeping us updated with, the again, unfortunately, the many, many clothes, especially village pubs. And it got so bad in Sheriff Hutton this week that they actually staged a vigil for yeah. all the locals outside the castle, which, again, is a pub we've all been in, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they all got, got in the press. Uh, Give us our pub back, Humphrey, was the... Uh, the, the heading in the uh, in the York York Press, um, and again this pub now has been closed. I think for uh, three or four, well, three years now, um, and no signs of it reopening. And as they're saying, the longer you know, pub sits like that, it's it's even harder, isn't it, to to kind of reopen it. So interesting. But then on the other hand, we've also got we mentioned Valhalla. They're actually five years old this next week, uh, and they're having great. a few uh, little birthday things. And uh, mm-hmm. it is a half moon that brew their their house beers, their home beers. And they're putting on a special Valhalla Lockie, which is a double DDH uh, IPA. Um, I did say I would, it is quite a strong on that one though as well. So, you know, some pubs demise, others, others, I guess, see the see the opportunity and get in there really. Uh, Okie dokie. So let's crack on with Sheffield then. So, say, unfortunately, Bruce will have to kind of be a little bit of a passenger here and, yeah, and yeah, ask yeah. us a few questions. And uh, although, again, I think there are quite a few of these. Just just before you start, talking. you're talking about different beers. I've got a different one here. It's called Crywolf Black IPA, and it's made by uh, Black Sheep. Uh, my colleagues bought this at work for me for my birthday. Never seen it before. Yeah, it's interesting. Certainly got the smell of an IPA. If you close your eyes and don't look at the colour of it, it has got Stephanie's IPA, uh, but obviously it's got that little bit of roasted roasted malt flavour to it. But I say I've never never seen that one before. And I know they're also 
I think the Blue One exclusive now for, is it uh, Michelin Pub- Butler Pubs, uh, called uh, Twilighter? Um, or is it Green King? One of the big chains anyway. It seems that they're, they're brewing for those. So it seems that some of the breweries are still expanding. So, yeah, Crywolf Black IPA. Yeah, well, Black IPA is kind of a new mild. It's kind of a, a weird concoction. It was interesting. I've been listening to some of the, the podcasts that were done at the um, uh, Peak Ender, the Thornbridge, you know, their, their weekend. And the, uh, being nomination did a few podcasts with brewers and they're all, they're all slagging it off, saying it's a bit of a, you know, bit of a kind of a come by night. Was it actually, I mean, what is a Black IPA, you know? Well, this is a, this is a five, 5%, so it's got the structure of yeah. an IPA. Uh, but obviously they're colour the colouring it with uh, yeah. with rusted malt. Yeah, yeah, and probably some adjunct as well. So speaking about uh, new breweries, my neighbour also got me this. I was going to have a box. He got me a box of Shadow Bridge uh, oh, nice. brewery beers, yeah. which apparently is so named because of the shadow of the Humber Bridge. So uh, I've not even heard of it until he brought me a few out of them. Nope, you want nope. for me? Which which side, bro, sir? Uh, South Bank or North Bank? To the side, I believe. He goes to Snaith every morning, yeah. So I've got a bottle of Battle Stand and a bottle of Dragon Stand. That's on Humberside. Fub, yes. I've got a Red Ale, a Golden Ale, and a Session Ale, so I shall see what they're like, yes. Before we press on, I should mention as well, actually, on Friday night, I have to go to the Ainsley Brewery Tap for the first ever time. <coughs> out at Acaster Mulberry, New York. It's been over about five or six years. The uh, It's one of those things, we still will do it, never get around to it. So yeah. We'll do it this Friday. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant. It's sandwiched on the edge of the village between a 90-acre field and 60-acre field. It really is just a brewery uh, on a farm, is the um, yeah. brewery. <coughs> um, what a fantastic atmosphere. And we talk about tap rooms. They never really proper time, but this really is. The tables are nestled amongst the really brewing tanks. They've got a makeshift bar. They've got loads of bales outside. They had a pin man doing pizzas there. Uh, absolutely fantastic. People bring on baskets of apples to take along home if you wanted. And is it is it a farm building then, Bruce, or is it is it a metal shed? Well, it's a metal shed, an original farm Industrial building. Industrial shed. All right. Yeah. But it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, all the, the beers, I have to say, were stunning. I was on the uh, the pale ale, uh, three seventy five a pint. It was fantastic, but very very well frequented. It's only open though Friday, four to nine. Yeah, that's a problem. They're only open on weekends. But uh, absolutely. Yeah. Great endeavour they've got going up there, and say so that B was stunning too. Yeah. So yeah, it's worth a trip to New York, the Insta Brewery Tap. Yeah, I mean there was a few breweries. That, I mean, well, there's, I think there's over 57 breweries now in Sheffield, and I think we we tried to look at some of the taps in Sheffield where we went, but again, same thing really. They're only open Friday, Saturday, which you can understand, yeah. because they're brewing yeah, yeah. in the week, and um, as we said, really. So yeah, so Sheffield is going to be the focus of episode 41. Um, I mean, we managed to get to about, I think, 11, 12 pubs, um, and we didn't really touch service, and it did really, because we, we walked past probably equally as many pubs we walked past uh, on yeah. our, you know, and we mainly did kind of a south, I guess a southwest, slightly south of the city centre, and then just we just put our toes into Kellam well, with a trip yeah. to the shaky. So, I mean, we didn't, we didn't even get into Kellam Island, so no. all the great pubs are out there. So I think that was kind of part of the challenge. So as I mentioned, in episode 14, uh, Nick and Bruce, you came up with, uh, a virtual pub crawl, which yes. which you went through the Sheffield Tap, the Frog and Parrot, uh, the Old Queen's Head, the Three Tons, they're all kind of around the station, aren't they? Uh, the Fat Cat, the Dog and Partridge, the Head of Steam, the Kellum Island Tavern, the Brown Bear, the Shakespeare and the Grapes. So those were your choices. 
And then we, we had listeners back then, um, and I sent out a couple of tweets, and we had some listeners' choices. And the good listeners, they came up with the Rutland Arms, the Bath Hotel, the Harley Quinn, the Red Deer, and the Bar Stewards were all recommendations. So, again, if you're on YouTube, what I've done is I've put the pubs that we actually went to on the right-hand side. And so we went to the Sheffield Tap, so that was a match. Went to the Benjamin Huntsman. I first mentioned Weatherspoons this evening, um, which was not on the initial crawl. The Fullwood Ale Club, which was definitely not on that. that I don't think it was probably open when yeah. we did that uh, episode back in May 21. Um, the Rising Sun, which is the Abbeydale uh, pub, their tap pub. Uh, the Itchy Pig Ale House. Uh, the York. The Bath Hotel, which again was a listener's choice. Industry Tap, which again is fairly new. I don't think it would have been open when we did that virtual. Rutland Arms, which again was one of the other uh, list of listener suggestions. Uh, the Bankers Draft, the second with us. Right, right. The Bankers Draft, people avoided like, the plague in Sheffield. Yeah, well, we'll that's, we that's just, why we went in. Yeah, it was actually. But I see, Bruce, we were we were quietly we were quietly you. Yeah, I wasn't impressed, but it was anyway. The Shakespeare, which was on the lift, and the grapes where we ended up. So you know, interesting that uh, yeah. it's like a real tour uh, and picked up some of those. So uh, again, just doing some background reading on this. You know, there's been quite a lot of obviously Sheffield was a fairly big brewing centre back in the 70s, 80s. It had four national breweries, uh, Whitbread, Stones, uh, Anchor, um, another one which, which gets off my head, um, Wards, there we go, Wards. Wards. Uh, they Tenants. all closed down. They all pretty much shut down by the end of the 80s. Um, and then we, we mentioned before the Fat Cat. Um, I've got a story, a bit, a story that I'll share with the Fat Cat. And The Guardian um, suggested that it's now the beer capital of Britain. Um, not even Manchester, they say, comes near because they um, Sheffield now has 3.5 times as many breweries per capita as Greater London. Mm-hmm. And 57 breweries now kind of operate within the city limits, 31 which have opened in the last five years. So it's certainly a bit of a beery capital. Um, the more, I think every pub we went into, Nick, we'd probably go back in. Maybe the York was maybe one that possibly wouldn't. May, I don't know. I, I no, totally went to all of them. Didn't really. like York. I didn't like the yeah. in, the in, industry tap. It wasn't it wasn't a pub, and the beer choice was uh, crafty. So but, yeah, yeah. And I, and I um, as I mentioned, I don't know mention, but the uh, the camera local camera do a fantastic again as always uh, magazine the the, you know, the newsletter called Beer Matters. So and it's all available to download, and it's a really good read actually. It's one of those. Uh, and that's really good. And Nick put, picked up an end, uh, Sheffield Heritage pubs as well, which again, there's a whole book on it. And you know, there's some great pubs, but the Beer Matters uh, magazine is really, really good. It's one of those, you know, regional um, branch that it's really good reading. Lots of interesting articles in there. And I was looking there, they did a 500 edition recently. And it was saying that when they were set up in 1974, there were only three pubs in the whole of Sheffield that had any hand pumps in them. And one of those was a Shakespeare who only used them for emergency use. And so, you know, the, the, in 74, Sheffield beer was pretty much keg virtually only. And that was it. And what they were now saying is, on an average day in Sheffield, there are normally 400 cask beers on across the city. And I think they were, weren't they? Most of those pubs we went into had a, a like, yeah. a, with, the, with the exception of um, Lost Industry, but the rest of them had fantastic range of cask on as well. And again, I just thought it's interesting, uh, Roger Protz, he wrote the intro to the 500th edition, and he talked a lot about Dave Dave Wickett, who we've mentioned on the podcast in the past, who was the, the founder of Kellam Island Brewery. Uh, unfortunately, uh, 
um, uh, passed away, I think, about a year ago, wasn't it, in lockdown, just after lockdown. And obviously the brewery now, unfortunately, has ceased brewing as well. Uh, but again, he, he told this story that when he opened the Fat Cat initially, and only you talked a lot about this back in episode 14, um, he was really struggling to get any beer and, and to kind of get it set up. So apparently he, he, he gave Wards a ring, which was only just down the road, um, and the head brewer came in and, and basically said, you know, what 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 do you want to do cast for? Cast dead. Get rid of cask, you know. So in desperation, apparently, he rang Timothy Taylor's and said, Right, can I can you will you sell me some cask beer? And they said, mm, you're too far out, really. We we can't deliver to Sheffield, you know, <laughs> although it's in Yorkshire, it's far too far. So in the end, by all accounts, he drove all the way to Keith, well, not all the way, but he drove to Keithley. He picked up two cask barrels of, of landlord, he brought them back. Um, opened that weekend. He rang the brewery again on Monday morning and they said, oh, hello. Well, we thought we might hear from you. Do you, do you want to take our cask? But he said, no, I've sold those two casks. I need some more. Uh, and he claims that that was one of the things that made Landlord become more of a kind of more of a regional and national brewery because of the success of the Fat Cat. So, um, you know, a nice little tale, whatever, really. So Sheffield, as I mentioned, was home to Stones. So part of the little thing that we had in there was trying to find the stone, certainly for, for our childhood, Nick, that, that orange can and, and that orange uh, you know, font, uh, the stone's best bitter in most of our local clubs. Um, and apparently Stones was, uh, even even in the end of the 80s, was apparently the biggest biggest drank beer in the UK. Um, yeah, it was, it was always quite phenomenal. strong as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'll, as you'll remember, my student digs in Sheffield, the whole of the chimney breast in the, in the living room was just full of cans of stones. <laughs> empty cans of stones but i think we used to buy it because it was about 4.1 4.2 in the can as well which yeah. compared to the other can bitter at that time it yeah. was slightly stronger and obviously it was local and um, then yeah and that, it's, again interestingly what they did was um i think bass chamington bought them out and they they dropped to 3.9 um but it was interesting because it, it, it rang a few bells with me when did tadcast apparently all accounts this bright beer this strong bitter was yeah. was brewed initially for strill workers who were beginning to come off the porter. Uh, and we, we talked about the kind of stouts and porters, which were the most popular beers in the kind of late, uh, what, 1800s. And this was the new kind of beer, hoppy, um, it's quite strong, but more refreshing. And kind of that, that's where it kind of came along. So, and as I said, it has been uh, revitalised um, and we did manage to get a pint of stones as well on the way. So... I recall seeing the stones on a hand pump. Did, did you, Nick, when you were a student? Was also on keg if ever I saw it. Yeah, I think at that no. point, yeah, it was available on hand pump, not as not, yeah. as, not as much. I no. think what happened, Bruce, was the Bass Charrington wanted to push it as keg because that's kind of what was happening. You know, keg was keg was king, um, and and they really pushed, um, and then decided that actually Worthington E was going to be their key keg, and that's why basically Stones was killed off in the nineties because yeah. they wanted to make Worthington E their 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 premium keg beer. Um, so that's kind of where it was. So we mentioned this this uh, this particular bar a number of times. It was in our Your Choice in episode 14. It's a great place to meet people. So on platform one, although me and Nick still can't work out how you get to platform one from Sheffield Station, because it seems to show you over the top of Nick, so you must be getting in there. And Sheffield Station is very nice and it's very plush um, on the outside. Not It's still a bit kind of, you know, traditional Victorian station inside. But on platform 1B is the Sheffield Tap. Um, and this was one of the early ones, wasn't it, that they did? Again, long story. By all accounts, these guys, the people of our guys, were, were, were on the roof for some reason of Sheffield Station um, a number of years ago. 
and looked down and saw the first class refreshment rooms and said, what's going on there? I said, oh, nothing, it's a dump. Um, and they took them over and opened it up, uh, won multiple prizes, um, opened a brewery uh, about three or four years ago in what was the old dining room. Um, and it, what a very fine place it is. I, I, I wrote in the blog, I just felt, and I know you didn't quite say this, I think because I've been sport by Harrogate Tap, which is very nice and a bit newer. Uh, it just felt to me a bit tired. I just felt that the the you know the paintwork and the doors were a bit scuffed and I don't know it just it, it, it just lost a little bit of its kind of a spark. Yeah, but once I mean once again you couldn't understand why you spot that. But you size. you mentioned you know footfall, which must be phenomenal. And to yeah. go in and refurbish that, you're looking at you're looking at tens of thousands of pounds. So yeah, in, yeah. in the in the modern climate, you know, it's that sort of where people really aren't going to sit and spend the full day. Uh, yeah. So they're passing trade through. I, I don't mind that it's it's not as plush and comfortable as some of the other places. In fact, I think the Harrogate tap is sometimes a bit too sparkly clean. Mm, yeah. Virgin on the clinical, you know, tap thing. I quite like it. But what, what's, quite what's, what's again, different clientele. You know, you get you get yeah. very few people going the Harrogate tap who are either getting on a train or getting off a train. I think it's more discerning clientele in town who know you go there for a real ale, whereas I think it's the Sheffield tap certainly is a lot of passing trade coming and going. And, and I mean, last time, not when I was there with you, Mike, but the time before me and Jackie tried to green and it was just absolutely round with football fans. Yeah, you said that, and I can't, yeah, I can't yeah. remember whether it was Sheffield United fans waiting to catch a train to go out the city or it was away fans who basically landed and the police were cor- corralling them there, giving them a beer and then saying, right, we're going to march you on mass down to Bramall Lane. Like. So, you know, when you've got that sort of clientele going in there, nothing against football fans, but certainly, you know, when they've had a few beers on the train coming up, then... You know, you're not going to present with the, the the finest fixtures and fittings because you know things do get knocked and banged and yeah. and, and 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 damaged with people spilling beer and stuff like that. Like so, uh, and I, from I, I Monday, fine. Monday lunchtime, there were ten cast beers available, um, and quite a nice range, really. Although again, looking at the prices, it was four pound to six pound fifty for a pint of cask. Um, so yeah, 2010 it was opened, and I mentioned that um, more recently they've opened their their brewery, their on-site brewery. Um, and they I think they had two of their beers on. I think the Scoresby Stout is their permanent beer, which they have on. And then I had a New Haven, which is kind of one of their kind of um, slightly hazy APA, uh, IPA, which was which was okay. Um, actually, I started on a Durham. I'd actually <laughs> on the, on the me and Nick were kind of just checking where trains. It's one of those days when trains were a little bit dodgy, um, and I just looked on the Untapped and and saw that they had a uh, a beer called Soft Mick on. So I said, and that's the one I'm going to start on. Um, but unfortunately, when I got there, the barman said, "Oh, well, that went last night. It went pretty quick." And I said to him, "What? What do you? What do you suggest?" And then he said, "Oh, well, go for the uh, the Durham. Everybody's drinking the Durham uh, Macus, which was very nice actually." And then Nick, I'm just trying to see what you had in there. You had a because uh, you were I'm looking for my phone because I said, "Yeah, I've got it here somewhere." Um, you had a patchwork rocket. Oh, that's right, Cornwall, yeah. uh, an American yeah. tale, which is quite interesting as yeah. well. Uh, what was quite nice, Bruce, uh, as we were sat there, you just see them on the picture there, actually. If I move our faces over here, those three geese, the old, the old guys in the middle there, they, they again, all came separately, got off different trains, oh. and obviously were meeting up for a little bit of their own little beer session. Oh, nice. I've got to say, Nick, while we drunk our one, one and a half pint, one and a half, you had one, they, they were onto their third pint by the time. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding them lads. Yeah. I mean, they must have been in the eighties, weren't they, Nick? I mean, they were. They were you know, they were. Yeah, they're, they're probably all ex-railway workers. They get the train travel <laughs> for, for now. So we got. So we we, we kind of met about twelve o'clock midday. 
So we um, we were stopping the travel lodge, which is just down the literally down the road from the station. So um, very handy. Check in. So we thought we'll drop our bags off, and then we've got you know a bit a little bit easier to to move around a little bit. So obviously we felt well, we need to kind of get ourselves sorted out with a bit of sustenance, a bit of beer soaking. So our Blind first stop actually is our preferred Weatherspoon in Sheffield, which is the Benjamin Huntsman, which again is I don't know. It's a bit weird, Sheffield. Sheffield's got lots of weather spoons, and in fact, there are two now, literally across the road from one another. Because the other one is the Waterworks, which is the old city Waterworks. Mm. Now, Nick, that was a Lloyd's bar, wasn't it? But it's now been rebadged as a as a weather spoons. Um, but I've got to say, the Benjamin Huntsman is quite a nice. It's, it's always okay, actually. Normally, good range of beer on. It's a bit kind of, as you see in the picture, there, industrial and quirky inside. Yeah. But Monday, so again, the four old ladies sat opposite us. In a, <laughs> it was probably about a quarter full. They, <laughs> they, they obviously come for a coffee and a chat. And then they started doing whiskey shots. So they probably would go up to the bar and come back with whiskey shots. Now, by now, it's about one o'clock on a Monday afternoon. Well, half 12, quarter And, one, and these yeah. women are doing whiskey shots at half 12 on a Monday afternoon. And, you know, they were like, you know, they were, you kind of, you know, bag ladies. They were, you know, they'd obviously come in from the suburbs and they had, you know, done a bit of shopping. Um, and there they That's were, yeah, down in whiskey shots at half past 12. Ordinary. So anyway, an all-day buffet. Uh, the beer was, as always, in Weatherspoons, I think. All-day brunch, not buffet, man. Oh, sorry, all-day all brunch. brunch, sorry. Um, so I had an Acorn Gold, which was okay. And Nick, you had a Bradfield. Bradfield well, you went yeah. for a farmer's, but you think you got brown cow at the end, didn't we? Yeah, last behind bag, gave me the wrong like one. The, uh, um, young staff behind the bar. Uh, it was the beer was all right. I just I don't know. It never just sparkles in a, dead, in a it's weather dead. Spoon. Yeah, it's, it's dead. Maybe that. that's what it is. I was actually talking to someone on Friday night. I don't repeat what he said because it's sue me. But he had a theory. <laughs> he had a theory about why the beer weather spoons is all. It's it's dull, isn't it? it yeah, it's dull. yeah. I mean, I was at Arrogate one a few weeks ago. Huge choice of beers on. I think I pulled for like two twenty nine. Mad up to fit it, but it, it, as soon as they pull it, it's Dead. It it's looks dead, yeah. Lose its head straight away. Yeah. Um, I said, but I did, I did hear a theory, don't repeat on here, but uh, I had a theory, it would make a lot of sense, actually. But I couldn't tell, Bruce, it's because they don't have proper cells, so. Yeah. It's not being The slack and it's down to the staff behind the bar. The yeah. People, people are very, I would say, working with the spoons, I've never worked behind a bar in their life. Say, so, yeah. To pull this with Barclay, it's is uh, is is that Nicholas who's, who's going or is it my end? It's Nicholas, right? Just, lost, I think we got some of that. Nick, you, you went a bit dialicky there. Oh. Now I was in charge of the first half of the day, so again, being me, I kind of got a few little different things to do rather than do the traditional Abbeydale Road or the Kellam Island trip. I thought we'd do something a bit different. So I plan to send us out to Fullwood, which is kind of, I guess, slightly posher suburb of kind of South Sheffield. Um, it's kind of, it's not far from the university land, but it's a little bit further out. Um, so we went, shut off down, again, being the South, the, the Yorkshire public, Sheffield is, the, the public transport is, is, is uh, stupidly cheap. So again, the buses, bus, buses were very regular. So we went headed down to the moor, um, and we got we had about fifty minute word, didn't we? So we popped into the moor market and Beer Central, which is a fantastic little beer shop um, that's in there. Uh, Sean runs it. Sean is 
I'm a regular on the Sheffield Hopcast. So with a quick chat with Sean, um, asking where he would recommend and his recommendation was the Rutland Arms. Um, and then Nick, that's where Nick picked up that Sheffield Heritage book, which again was a quite... Yeah, well, we couldn't, we, couldn't, we couldn't support him by buying bottles of beer because we knew we were going to be out all day yeah. and we didn't want to clank in bottles of beer out. So I went for the Sheffield Real Heritage pubs, which I think Sean had an involvement in. And it's, it's like one of those Yorkshire Heritage books, so it's a stick, yeah. but it is yeah. purely about the Sheffield pubs. And I promised to give it to Mike for one of his birthday presents, but I've still got it at the moment. And it's a cracking book. I think it was six ninety five. So once again, if you don't want to buy any beer from the uh, shop in the Castle Market, recommend at least buying a book. Sean's got plenty of them on the counter there, because I say he has been involved in putting it together. And uh, yeah, it's a cracking read of the history of pubs. Also explains why Sheffield really hasn't got what you call some, you know, um, Victorian gin palaces, mm. tremendous pubs. Because they reckon with the breweries that were involved in Sheffield, there wasn't actually that much competition. Uh, so they reckon compared to a lot of the towns and cities where you had these magnificent palaces for drinking that were basically put together in, in, in Victorian times because of the competition that was on, uh, there wasn't as much that going on in Sheffield because of the number of breweries that were there. But anyway, the history is in the front of it. And then it goes to all the pubs in the area on, on the outskirts. So yeah, cracking, cracking book. And also, you know, good on the uh, the sponsors, the people who sponsored, including a couple of the individual pubs and a couple of the uh, the breweries as well. What's the pub on the cover there? What's the pub on the cover? That is the Fat uh, Cat. Yeah. If I can, that's the corridor of the Fat Cat there. Yeah, that's the corridor, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Funny, that's how far have I been the fat cat, but recognize it as that, yeah. That's yeah, no, but you don't, it's because you, you don't like from the corridor, though, do you? Yeah, you yeah you're gonna go in and so. turn right, yeah. Uh, and, and there's also um printed beer matters as well at uh, at the uh, beer center. And again, normally there was a couple of months worth back there as well. So, yeah, we headed up to Fullwood, it's about, about maybe about 20 minutes on the on the bus. Um, and it's a nice little suburb, there's a little kind of shopping arcade. Uh, there is a uh, a nice, quite nice co op. Uh, and across the road is the Fullwood Ale Club. So these are, there's two of these. There's one actually in Eccleshall, Eccleshall, um, the Eccleshall uh, Alewood Club, uh, sorry, Ale Club. These are Brew Foundation, who are a cuckoo brewery. In fact, they're currently brewing out of Winkle uh, near me uh, in the Staffordshire Moorlands, uh, Cheshire border. Um, and this was a former butcher's shop. So if you look carefully, there are a few little hooks and things hanging up on the wall. And this, again, one of those kind of new micro bars, wasn't it, Nick? It was quite pleasant. It was quite quiet. As you see there, they managed to get quite a bit of nice seating area out the front there. And it was quite nice by half past one on Monday afternoon. So we sat out there. And, and I've got to say, the beer was all right, actually, wasn't it? It was, um, again, I had a shiny beer, um, a shiny brewery beer from Little Eaton in Nottingham. Nick, you went for the Oxford Pale, and we're both... Uh, very agreeable pints. and I seem um, to remember yours as one of those cloudy ones. A bit, bit more uh, hazy, yeah. The, the, so, the only other, the other block in the pub, he'd reckon he was on his fourth or fifth. He was a landlord, <laughs> landlord from the sports bar. He'd reckon he was on his fifth. Recommended it, but I had a look at it and thought, no, it's too cloudy for me. I'll go on what I know, <laughs> which was me, Hawkshead Pale, which was, yeah, nice so steady on I think it worth a trip out there. So it was a nice place. Um, nice lady behind the bar. Again, there was probably about four different beers on cask. Obviously, quite a range, and then was quite a few keg beers, and it also as a bottle shop as well. Um, inside, it was kind of rusticy seating kind of thing, a bit mm. like the outside of it, really. So not very big, probably. You know, you, if there was twenty in there, it'd be quite busy inside. Um, so very nice. So that that kicks off quite nicely. So that was beer number three. Uh, we then we take to walk then, so we walk back down the hill, 
uh, and the Rising Sun, which again is a cracking pub. So as mm. mentioned, Abbeydale don't have a brewery tap, so instead they have this pub, which is probably a couple of miles from the actual brewery, but it's the, it's the one pub that they own. Um, so not surprisingly, um, I mean, there were, God, there were, literally was a hundred hand pumps on that gleaming bar there. Um, oh. Not all, not all Abbeydale, but the majority of them were Abbeydale. Um, again, lovely big pub. It's recently won quite a lot of awards. I think it's one of the Sheffield pubs of the year. Typical one of those estate pubs. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, again, it was very, very quiet. I think yeah. it was probably only other one other bloke in when we were there, aren't there? maybe a couple as well. Lots Two of behind the bar. Yeah, lots of various seating. So, as you said, we, we picked the Cyril chairs, which are in the main bar there as well. Some very interesting toilets. So, um, quite, quite unique yeah. in that they've used beer kegs for the urinals. And quite a nice little um, uh, kind of, well, I guess they're late, the um, pump clips, aren't they, as you walk out there as well. Hey, so I quickly checked what I hadn't drank for a while from uh, Abbeydale. So amazingly, it was moonshine. That was my missing tick. So I went for a pint of moonsh- moonshine. And Nick, you had a daily bread, which is one of the kind of more recent, a straight up kind of best bitter, wasn't it? Um, and those were three ninety a pint, which, again, we thought was quite good value. Um, and we probably could have stayed there and had a few more beers, but uh, worth worth going to. I think I wrote here, it felt a bit like a Calvary, that a Calvary. I think it was so big and it was so empty. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of the issue, really. And they obviously uh, do a lot of food because the, the condiments dresser, Bruce, it, uh, it had a shelf full of Henderson's Rallish bottles. <laughs> yeah. So it was now fairly tipping it down, and Bruce in Sheffield. So we jumped back on the bus, which is very handy because it was literally outside the pub, which was quite good. And just probably about five minutes down the hill, a bit close to the town centre, uh, jumped out. And our next two pubs, again, were literally across the road from one another. So this was a new one. I think new one for Unique as well. The Itchy Pig Alehouse, which, again, is another former kind of retail shop. Um, and those on the pictures, you can see it there on the right. And actually, this is quite nice, wasn't it? Quite a nice little micro bar, quite neat inside. Uh, pennies on the bar. Malt sacks upon hanging on the wall. It was a little bit fuller. There was at least two or three other people in here. I think were two of the couples and maybe more than that. Um, again, it was probably because it was Monday. They only had three casks on. And I think two of those were Thornbridge. Um, sorry, four of those were Thornbridge. Um, uh, some very, and not surprising, some very nice pot scratchings as, as the itchy pig. Wow. So I'm just trying to see what. Excellent, Nick, Bruce. They you, were excellent. You I had an AM, PM, Thornbridge. Mm. And I went for the the only uh, other guest one, which is there the top nice. of the Carnival Brewing Carmen, which again was a fruity mosaic, but it was quite uh, hazy. So uh, I think that's what the barman said. It's hazy. Uh, so Nick went for the AMP. But they were nice pints. And again, um, I'm trying to see how much they were. They were on the board there. Are they on the price? Oh, yeah. 440 a pint. So again, slightly up. Uh, and then across the road is the York. And the York is one of the true North pubs. They have quite a few of these similar kind of pubs, actually, um, across Sheffield. Uh, again, we felt this was very student focused, and that's why it was quite quiet. Although very nice inside. Again, quite a big pub. Lots of nice little touches. Like very fresh flowers. smart inside. Yeah. Yes, fresh flowers inside. on every table. Um, and I've put the beer menu up there. And it, you know, there was quite a range, really. They had um, far, uh, Bradfield Farmers on. They had a couple of Thornbridge. They had a salt beer on. They had Frome Brewing. Um, so uh, interesting mix, really. But we'd gone there for one thing, and the one thing was the Stones. So whilst they're a true North pub, it's one of the pubs that sell uh, Stones Best Bitter. 
Uh, and so that's what we both had. It's back to its 4.1 original um, gravity. As mentioned, it did get shoved down to 3.9. Um, quite an eclectic uh, music in here, uh, 90s alternative music, which I think was probably the, again, as with the other people in the pub, <clears throat> it was the bar staff's uh, a choice, really. Um, and again, Nick, you, it, a bit indescript. It's hard to remember, really, what Stones was, tasted like, isn't it, really? No, I, I remember what Stones tasted it, it didn't taste like the Stones, I remember, but at £3 a pint, you can't knock it. It was and that it was, was our really cheapest old, pint, wasn't it? Yeah, three pound a pint. Yeah. It looks that right. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it was quite. Yeah. Again, yeah. It, I, I, what I think what it, what happened, Bruce, it, it did die quite a bit. It came out of the of the pint. It, you know, the first drip pull was really nice. It, it went a bit flat. I've got to say, pretty quickly. So, again, whether that was maybe wasn't quite pulled as tight as it could have been, who knows, really. So we're now kind of on the edge of the city centre. So we kind of wandered in. Our next di um, direction was towards the Bath Hotel. But as you just as you hit the edge of the city centre, there is a, one of Sheffield's icons, although it's looking a bit sad at the moment. I need um, to know Nick, what's happened to that, Mike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think it's, as you, as, you, as you thought, Nick, the actual Henderson's Relish factory now has moved out onto an industrial estate. This is the original factory, which is kind of nothing more than a, almost a terrace house, isn't it? And it's part of the U University of Sheffield kind of approach. So apparently it's, it's owned by them now and they are doing it up. So um, oh, they yeah, are going to keep right. it. They're going to retain it. It's going to be, uh, you know, beautified. But it's, it's a bit sad looking with, with the cordings around it and barbed wire. But anyway, so hopefully that'll be, I'll be back on it as well. Um, and we were heading to the Bath Hotel. So this was new for me. Um, one of our, again, one something that the, the kind of listeners had, had suggested back in episode 14, um, across the, from the, the town baths, city baths. Um, and it was quite nice, thing, wasn't it? It was um, like a bit of an art deco kind of pub, wasn't it, inside? It's, well, it's the a heritage, Rail heritage pubs. Yeah. It basically states that is this is the most complete uh, example of a 1930s pub. And it originally started out as basically a small pub in a row terraces. And as some of the big breweries bought it, they expanded it. But from the 1930s onwards, it hasn't been touched. Yeah, uh, and therefore the interior yeah. is, is as, as near to a 19 interwar pub as you will find anywhere in Sheffield. Uh, it's run by Thornbridge now. So again, that's why there were a few of their beers on the bar. But again, again, it was quite But quiet. how is it though? Because you see, Thornbridge are giving a lot of the pubs back, aren't they? Uh, as I read at the moment, I think it is. We'll, we'll check that, but it, it says it is. Right. Uh, again, quite nice. It's got a little servery uh, in, the, in the we went in the big kind of, I guess, the lounge room at the back, which had this lovely oval uh, window, sunlight coming in, and it's a little servery there as well. Absolutely, uh, it was very nice. So I think Nick, you, I'm trying to think what you went for. Um, I can't see what beers we had in here now. No, see if I grab my phone. I built you. It was we had mainly Acorn Labbydale actually on the bar. Um, and we I don't know what I've put down here. Anyway, definitely worth a, worth a visit. Um, again, uh, it was fairly quiet. It got a bit busy as we were leaving. Um, so we then headed into the city centre and we skipped by the Frog and Parrot, which again, you talk quite a lot about in uh, episode 14. The Frog and Parrot was an infamous Sheffield pub because it had an on-site brewery which brewed... Um, a very strong beer. Um, which, Roger uh, and out. Roger and out, which was you only got in thirds, and if you drank three of them, then uh, you got a uh, you got a certificate. And I was reading, apparently, a lot of the cricketers used to pop in here. Obviously, um, the cricket ground's not not a million miles from here, and it was one of the things that the, the cricketers would all go and try and drink a pint of 
part of this stuff. Uh, it's a Green King pub now, which is fine, but a lovely mural on the side. So we decided not to go. And they don't do that. They don't. I think there was talk about redoing um, the, uh, the the Audrey and Roger now. And there is now a, a brewery in Sheffield called the Dead Parrot. And they were going to do something. But I don't, from what I can gather, they haven't, haven't redone that. So we walked past that. And you're kind of into then a little bit of an area of Sheffield that's getting going through a lot of um, kind of refurb, really. Lots of um, building sites, lots of kind of flattened uh, ex-buildings. And we were actually heading to the Rutland Arms. But on the way there, I'd, there was a couple of taps down here that I'd kind of pre-looked at. In fact, we didn't go to the True North, which is only about another two minutes. Mm. And we ended up having a look at the Industry Tap, which yeah. is a very new building, um, mm. kind of on a corner. So we popped in. It, again, it, the weather was a bit inclement, so we went in there. As you can see from Nick's face, it wasn't really his choice. Um, mm. There was no cask on. It was all keg, mm. and it was all the kind of hazy, hazy tropical stuff. And in thirds and two-thirds, because the advertised price of the pints in there, you were looking at seven, eight, nine, ten quid. We did laugh, uh, didn't we? That we there was a table beer on that was two point eight percent. We worked out that would have been five pound ten a pint for a two point eight percent beer. So I think we just had a half in there, um, and, and uh, it was interesting. Though. It was a uh, Mr. Smith sells his a uh, two point eight percent dark mild for two pound twenty nine a pint now. Yeah, so that puts <laughs> it in there, and then we then headed to what I probably would say was the pub of the day for me. Uh, and that was the Rutland Arms. Again, it doesn't look a great, it's probably kind of pub if, you, if you're patting it. You'd probably say, hmm, not sure, but that looks looks a bit rough in there. And, and for, even Frank Sidebottom is trying to escape from one of the windows upstairs. Um, but again, this is this is a traditional old boozer, um, lovely um, old Duncan Gilmore and Co. Limited. That's one of the old breweries in, in Sheffield up there as well. But this was just a proper beer drinkers pub that probably hasn't changed for the last 30 or 40 years. Sticky carpets. Uh, it was rammed. It was the busiest pub we've been in all day. Quite bohemian. Uh, mm. Very bohemian. Even with a head yeah. sticking out of the bars, you'd see there those on YouTube. Mm. Um, a beard behind the bar, but uh, that was fine. Uh, again, pretty full. Um, I, I put that they weren't all human league lookalike. They were busy, busy, busiest pub that we went in. Oh, the busiest pub, yeah. Now they oh, do was a at, lot of gone. That was at uh... two time, wasn't it? Now. That was a no. That was that was seven minutes to uh, four minutes to seven. I got us in the Rutland right. house. Uh, so yeah, so Getting I suppose yeah, seven o'clock. Yeah, and I had a pint of Blue Bee Hillfoot Best Bitter. So Blue Bee are again a local brewery. They're based in ne Neepsend, and I think they do quite a lot of beers in, in the pub here. So I think I had the same. I had a uh, one of those as well, and did notice that they had that double mild on there. That was from Red Willow in Cheshire, uh, and that was uh, nine point one percent mild. Um, and that was £6.10 a pint on there as well. So, yeah, great pub, very busy, buzzing. Um, probably could have stayed in there longer, um, but we were kind of on a bit of a mission by now. So I think we're up to, I think we're on beer nine, Nick, by now. So we were kind of in good form. So we uh, we, we had it back quickly to the um, uh, travel lodge, just checked in there, just had half an hour, quick freshen up. Um, and then we headed to the Bruce, the, 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 the pub that Bruce already mentioned, the Banker's Draft, which is kind of the Witherspoons, which is in the centre of Sheffield. Um, and it's infamous because, A, it's a bit rough, but also it's, it's apparently got the worst th uh, Witherspoons food <laughs> in the north. Um, so we thought, well, that, we've got to go there. So we were ready for some tea. But actually, if you look at the beer offer on that yeah, Monday, yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't too bad, actually. Red yeah, Castle yeah. Red Lady, which is two ninety nine. Rudgart Ruby Mild. Sloppy and Golden Thread, Thigs and Old Peculiar, Witchwood Hobgoblin, and a Milestone Summer Breeze. So, you know, six cast beers on. 
um, on, a, on a Monday night. On those prices, wasn't bad as well. Obviously, by now, I was on beer 10, so I did Nicholas's trick and, and ordered me Elvis juice uh, with me... Uh, with me tea because I feel a bit macho and bravo and thought six percent beer would be would go down very well as well. Well, uh, well possess you to go for dinner at Weatherspoon. <laughs> well, to see what it was like. Uh, I'm going to say the first Bruce. Bruce, we still had pubs to go to. You know, Weatherspoon, <laughs> yeah. you're going to be ten minutes. Yeah. You know, you're going to be fed. You're going to get a drink for a tenner, and then within half an hour, you're back on the mission again. You know yourself <laughs> that when we go on these beer trips, food isn't important, but when you're on all day session. You need to get some substantial down here. So, yeah, I mean, whereas we you're you like Mar- dodging and out of paying cake shops, yeah. it's probably a lot more healthier to go and sit down in Weatherspoons and have what we had to have. So, that yeah, was I the won't reason mention being the Merry in. England, the Merry England Cafe in in, uh, oh in, in God, Huddersfield. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was your choice, Bruce, initially. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, yeah. Nick, you went for the Red Castle Red Lady, which was okay. Um, the pub was fairly, fairly busy. Um, and I'm a say, gammon, in the Benjamin nice. Huntsman, we actually got the food before we got the beers. That wasn't quite the case in the Banker's Draft. And I went for a mixed grill, which came out in stages. Because <laughs> every time he brought something, he realised there was something else missing. So anyway, but it was edible. Um, and, and we kind of, we made it through there. So by now, we're kind of hitting that bit where it's getting a bit dark now. I Nick, it was... It was getting a bit, uh, it was it was raining. So we thought, well, come on, we've got to start cutting our losses. A bit moist. So we thought we'd head off. We thought we'd got to go to Shakespeare. So we sat that, was, Shakespeare. Uh, that was about quarter to nine when we came out yeah. the spoons. Uh, so I, I has got us getting in there. See, Bruce, we got in the spoons at 10 past eight and we were in the Shakespeare at 10 past nine. That's good. Yeah, so that's bad doing. Yeah. That, that, that's travel time walking and also it's, it's eating and having a beer. So the Shakespeare is, if you like, the gateway to Kellam Island, really. It's one of the first pubs that you'll pass as you're kind of just coming out of the city centre. It's a pub that we've been to quite a lot. Nick, you probably went here a lot. In fact, you were cracking about student days when Judy walked in there because even in the summer term, there was quite a few students in there. Again, it's a proper old pub. Um, a whole range of different people in there, different room. We, we managed to sit under that ward, lovely ward's window uh, on the right-hand side as you go in. Um, mm. I put the beer board up there. There was what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven beers on two of their own. How what they call house cast beers that are brewed by one by Abby Dale. Well, that was that's Abigail Deception. We're not quite sure that's house cast. Uh, and Red Willow Feckless, so that where they're on, they're on all the time. Uh, we did think brews that bar looks a bit like Sullivan's bar, doesn't it? Yeah, with the, very with the kind of the, whatever yeah. it's called, the marquee setting and the yeah. um, fake teak or whatever. Absolutely, um, yeah. And it was pretty much it was tipping over for a. For a, for a Monday night, as you see, their prices were yeah, not cheap. Three four, not bad as well. Three four, no, yeah, three three twenty, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not not too bad, really. And the bigger room is actually around the back, Mike. We yeah, obviously yeah. sat the front front bar, but the bigger room yeah. is, is is down the side and around the back. So I'm just checking in what we had in there. Um, I don't know if we could taste beer by this point because this is this is beer eleven when we got in there. I um, had a. I had a Red Willow Feckless. Oh, that's right. You had the Feckless, um, and I had the Nomadic Bandit Pale. 4.8%. But cracking pub, um, and it was buzzing on a Monday night. Uh, great range of beers, so definitely worth a visit. Um, if, you, you know, if you've only gone to a couple of pubs in, in Sheffield, I think the Shakespeare probably would be you know, a must-go to, really, especially if you like your beer. So by now, we're kind of getting towards the end, and you guys talked about this pub quite a lot in, the, uh, in episode 14. So we thought we'd end up, and Nick, you'd already worked this out. That it was Monday night, and Monday night back in your student days, 
Um, you'd go in there because it was a it's it's a Irish singing night. Although by mm-hmm. all accounts, is singing every night in this pub apart from Wednesday. Six six nights a week, yeah, yeah, six nights a week. So we went into the great a wet, um, obviously a wet Monday night in Sheffield. It's a, it was a case of like where else can we go now? And yeah. so I knew something be happening. The grapes are, as it's more commonly known, Flynn's after the family that have run it. So that's where we headed to. And it's convenient. You just walk up from uh, the edge of Kellam Island. You walk back up to Trippet Lane and and then you'll come across the grapes. So again, another nice mural on the side of this pub. Another Guinness Toucan with his beers on top. So went in and of course we could all really have one drink in here. They did have two hand pumps on that. They had an Abbeydale and they also had a Stancil uh, mm. Barnsley Bitter on as well, which one people were drinking. We went for the Guinness. Again, it was one of those where it was well poured by an Irish barman. Um, left left itself for quite a while. And as you can see there, from the look of it, it was very, very good indeed. We, yeah. we ended up sitting in a little corridor bit with the music room just behind Nick there. Um, and all was very good. And in fact, I can probably give you a slight... I don't know if it's going to work. Is it going to work? Maybe not. Um, they say, they say if, if you want the music, then you sit in the front right on room. Yeah. If you want a talk, but also listen to music, you sit in the corridor. If you don't want to listen to the music, then you sit in one of the back rooms. One of the rooms is dedicated to, um, what's his face? The American um, Catholic uh, president who was shot. Kennedy. Ken- uh, Kennedy. Yeah. Um, and the nice thing about the corridor, it's it's one of those tiled corridors. So yeah. architecturally, nice. in terms of yeah. uh, traditional pub interior, uh, it's as nice sitting in the corridor anyway. It's a very wide corridor, carpeted corridor, but I say it's got the, it's got the tiles on the walls there. And as you can see from that picture there, if you're on YouTube, they were they were very fine pint. That was our second pint of Guinness yeah, in there, it, and it looks and it was Bruce. It was it was a it was a really, really I think you said it was a really good pint uh, that you remember in there as well. It was you could put your penny on top of that one. Oh, yeah. um, so that was beer thirteen for me, and I think beer fourteen for Nick. So for for us but to be had, fairly you, coherent, you, by you'd, then. you'd had a six hundred sixty milliliter bottle of orange juice, <laughs> yeah, and so we were about even. We're about even, uh, and that was ended really a very very good night really. So we we kind of staggered back to Travel Lodge. Um, we had we'd had some thoughts about maybe having a few beers the day after, but in the end we went for breakfast down in the Keys, which was quite nice. And then decided that we again with trains being as they were, probably if there were trains available, jump on them uh, and head back home. So we did. But all in all, a, a cracking session in Sheffield. So definitely uh, worth a visit. I said we only touched the skin really. Um, you know, whatever twelve pubs out of. Got if we went back there tomorrow, we could, we could we could do another twelve pubs, uh, easy, not repeat yeah. any of them, yeah. and not repeat any of the beers that we had either. So yeah. yeah, no, it was really good. And I say there was a cracking choice of beers, um, and and yeah, with it. Well, I know you said you'd go back to New York. We'd go back in every one of those pubs again and recommend them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so really, really good. So that that was kind of where we are. So that's this week's episode, kind of ready to go up up in the can or whatever. Um, the next one we're going to have a look at. Um, part of what the reason why I was in York with Bruce was looking for some lost brewers of York. So I've put some of those together, um, as well as a couple of beers that we mentioned there. And I know we've done York a few times, but we will. And then, guys, I think we've got to do a molten one um, at some point. So we might need to, let's let's maybe that's our next couple. So yeah. episode forty-two, we'll do in a couple of weeks' time, which will be hunting lost brewers of York. And then we will put together probably for where we're up to now, probably October. We will do a molten one because I think we all need to. Do that so we might need to kind of again think of a, a way of doing that whether we do our our kind of pubs past and present and we pick a couple each um and then just talk about a current Gee, two and Neil, it'll sort of be on as a special guest <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah 
And we had, he had his picture on last time, which is probably enough for most people. Um, uh, and again, we might be what's left open, Nick, by the time we next next do this in October. Yeah. But hopefully, I mean, it's not bad now, is it? There's, we can go and see the Russian lady in the spotted cow. And I'm uh, not quite sure you could do 13 pints in Malton these days, could you? Where you could have done, uh, you could have done 20 odd in the good old days. So, well, uh, I don't know. You'll start. Well, you'll, you, you've got a choice of four in the old Malton Royal Oak now. Then yeah. you move on to uh, Omvi, where you've got a choice of three. Yeah. Uh, move into the new mountain, you've got another choice of three. So, yeah, you're probably chapter could, two, you, going chapter you two, cross get, keys, uh, blue you bell, frozen crown, yeah, yeah. globe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, tap the 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 uh, brass castle, brass castle. yeah, not bad. Yeah, we're getting up there, we're nearly yeah. in double figures. Okay, okay, right, Jay. So, any plans this week? What are we doing this next week? Uh, sadly, back to work fully now. I have, I've got a friend coming through tomorrow, so I've got to go out tomorrow night with my friend, but he's visiting for a night from. Lancashire is a bit of a big drinker without it, really. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so we, I think we are planning on returning to the uh, Institute. We're going to make that a Friday night heart now. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, uh, so, no, sadly, it's all holidays over now. Back to work. Yeah, back to work. Yeah. And I'll be, I think I'll be out for just Friday this week again. And then it's my birthday coming up. So I might, I might have a little trip to Thornbridge, I'm thinking. Actually, I I go to Manchester today. I've just, you know, you forget how what a great city Manchester is, actually, especially these days because it's it's had so much kind of, you know, regeneration work done. And there's so many great old and new pubs and drinking spaces. And um, I think, you know, when the football's not in town, which is not often because if one's one's not playing, the other one probably is. Um, But again, that's what we did say. That's and again, I've got to say the tram was great because. It's you can park for free. You know, we we parked at Disney for free. <coughs> jumped on the tram and thirteen minutes you're in the city centre. So it's oh, quite nice, really. Say that though, my looking back this There's a one pound seat sale going on, but uh, getting tickets for any long journeys was almost impossible. Yeah, yeah. Diving yeah. at work trying to find them, so it was a bit of a yeah. point to point to put the long journeys. Maybe we should do one in Manchester. Visit some of the suburbs we've not done before, really. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's something we can plan for. And then I think they normally have the Winter Bay Festival, don't they? Sometime in Manchester, yeah. normally. So that's worth doing. Okay, okay, right, guys. Uh, good night. Uh, and we'll say we'll be back on the airways probably in about two weeks' time. So uh, see you all. Clink, clink. Drink well. Stay safe. Bye, and bye. see you soon.